Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 253 of the Speaking Club podcast. I want to start this show with something that I share with my masterclass students. If your talk doesn't build the relationship with your audience, then you are educating someone else's customer. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Well, hello there. I hope you're having a fantastic week. I'm having a really good week myself. I finished my 10-day meditation retreat on Monday. I haven't floated away on a cloud yet, but I do feel good. So there's that. That's fantastic. And um, also a new group of people started with me this week to nail their signature talk in 60 days. And we already had some great discussions in the first live group coaching session Uh, the topic of which I'll share about with you in my first Tuesday tip episode, which is coming soon. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's crack on with this show first. The message of which is super important for you if you want to get the best results possible with your speaking, which of course you do because you're here listening to me. As you probably know, there are more platforms available for speakers to share their message than ever before. There are also more people speaking than ever before. And this means that when the opportunities arise for you to speak, you have to make them count. To stand out from the hordes of wannabe speakers, you've got to have three things. Compelling value-driven content, a presentation style that's entertaining and authentic and a talk that builds a relationship with your audience. And the reason that last part is so important is because whether it's an individual or a company brand, customers want to be engaged on a human level. And if that happens and the other boxes are ticked for them, loyalty and connection will occur. And when you build that loyalty and connection, that's when your audience becomes advocates for you and your message. And it doesn't take long to do that. It can be done in a really short space of time. Just look at some of the most watched TED Talks or or even the best commercials. I mean, Brené Brown created super fans by being herself and creating rapport with her audience in a room and beyond that room in just a 20-minute talk. Michael Dubin, founder of Dollar Shave Club, created brand superfans with his three-minute commercial that launched the company, showed off his personality and connected perfectly with his target customer. And establishing rapport just opens up the doors for your audience to align themselves with you, your mission and your message. And as I said in the introduction, if you fail to do that, you're simply educating the audience 
for someone else to connect with. Okay, so hopefully case made. But the big question is, how do we do this? Well, actually, the first thing that I want to share with you is how to completely cock it up. I see a lot of people making mistakes around this, and I wanted to just share a few of those key ones with you. Okay, here we go. Get ready. Winging it. Taking little or no time to plan or prepare your talk. That's the first one. Then making it all about you. And specifically, this I've seen before, I might have mentioned it, it's a bugbear. Opening your talk by sharing about all the things you've achieved and how brilliant you are. Reading from a script or slides. Definitely shared about that one before. Going into presenter mode. Losing your personality and falling into using all of those presenter tropes like asking inane questions and getting people to raise their hands every five minutes. Giving little thought or consideration to what your audience is thinking, wanting and feeling about the topic. That's a huge one. Being all show and no substance. I'm sure you've seen those speakers I have too. Using information and data only rather than sharing stories. Preaching to and judging your audience. And this can be a challenge when you've got to get your audience to see the sort of risk um, and, you know, what's been going on in the past. But you've got to do that in a way that doesn't judge them. Failing to commit to the performance. That's the last one I want to share. And those are just for starters. There are lots more. But um, I'm just going to go through the key ones, as I said. Okay, so having covered off some examples of what not to do, here is what I think you should be doing with and for your audience to build rapport during your talk. Okay, first off, grabbing their attention at the start of your talk and doing it in a way that shows that it will matter to them. And you can find out more detail about how to do that in episode 65. It's called The Shocking Truth About How to Open and Close Your Presentations. There's probably others as well, but that's a, a good first one to have a, have a listen to. Okay, next, you've got to be present with them in the moment and during the journey of the talk so that you're able to react to things that come up. And it's often those little moments where something happens that's unexpected or unplanned and you you know you can react to that in a way you don't have to be funny even you just acknowledge it it builds relationship it builds rapport and connection because they know you're there with them and an episode to help you with that is number 87 become a message-led speaker not a robot so go and have a listen to that if you want to learn a bit more about that and then we've got sharing a story that connects with where they are in relation to the issue you're talking about and shows them a new possibility and future that that correlates with what they desire. And storytelling, you can find out more about all of that. I mean, there's loads of episodes, but five, seven and nine will give you the good overview. It's the three episode series on storytelling. Okay, if you are provocative and challenging, as I said in the don't do's, Balance it with empathy and solidarity. Be in the problem with them, not a judge 
of them or being superior to them. You want to build bridges with your audience, not build barriers. Okay. Always be one step ahead of them, reflecting what they're thinking, gently showing them the way to look at obstacles and objections with a different perspective. You know, that's why, as I always say, comics are so, you know, loved because they say what people are thinking but are afraid to say. And your job as a speaker is to be ahead of your audience, reflecting what they're thinking and, you know, sort of tackling that and reflecting that so that you build that rapport with them. You show that you've thought about them. Um, You can find out more about all of that in episode 72, The Secret to Becoming a Public Speaker That Changes Lives. Next one, showing yourself and your personality, being open and vulnerable where appropriate and relative to your message. So absolutely be open and vulnerable. But remember, this isn't a therapy session. You know, it's got to be appropriate to your message and relevant, you know, and also there's that podcast episode I did recently about how to share emotional stories in the right way because you don't want to get carried away and lose control. Okay, Um, next one. Smile at your audience. Treat them like a friend that you're having a conversation with, you know, just, you know, that's a, a sort of teaching point, coaching point that I, when I do that with people that I'm working with and, and ask them to imagine I'm a friend down the pub, that's the way we want to be talking. Obviously more energy, obviously performance, obviously professional, all of those things. But the intention is that it's a conversation with our friends. Okay. Share why you care and the big picture that you're aiming for. And in expressing those things, you will be sharing your values and ideals. And these are brilliant points of connection with your audience, you know. And the last one that I want to share today is going all in on every part of the talk, the storytelling, the performance, the emotion, and that being there with them. Okay, so I've shared what not to do, and I've shown you the opportunities for connection but there are some prerequisites for creating these connection points uh, that you need to know. And that's what I want to cover now. For me, the first and most critical part of creating your talk is what I call audience intimacy. If you're a regular listener, you'll have heard me talk about this before. I'm not talking about that superficial understanding of your audience in terms of demographics you know Jane's 33 she's a mum and she loves the bachelor no I'm not talking about that I'm talking about getting under their skin and into their hearts and minds I want you to consider what they're thinking feeling and saying about the problem you solve what they fear what they desire what's going to push their buttons In week one of my program, I support my students to get this level of intimacy and more because it is the foundation of all the three things I mentioned at the start. Compelling value-driven content, the great performance and building rapport. So that's really important, that audience intimacy stuff. The next prerequisite is having absolute clarity about your intention, your message 
and the big idea you want to get across. And being able to get all of that across in a way that's simple, clear, relatable and memorable. You have to know where you want to take your audience to and the vehicle you want them to hop on to get there. You know, the big idea is the vehicle, but you need to know where you want to get them to. And this is another huge part of the process I guide my students through. You can absolutely do this on your own, but just remember, sometimes it's hard to see the label from inside the jar. And we often come at these things from an expert mindset when we need to be coming at it often from a beginner's mindset. We forget how far ahead we are. So we've got to take it back to the place that they'll understand that message. Okay, and the last prerequisite for rapport building is to share your stories. Now, I read a beautiful quote from a guy called Peter Gruber, who is uh, or was the head of Mandalay Entertainment. And he said, stories emotionalize information. Emotion bonded with information becomes memorable, resonant and actionable. And I think that pretty much sums up what's at the heart of everything that I teach about creating and delivering talks. And and I would say I probably build on what he said and say that when it's your own story that you're sharing, crafted in a way that connects with your audience's situation and that shows your authentic personality vulnerability and sense of humor then that is even more powerful and moving okie doke so i've shared the mistakes the connection points and the prerequisites for building those connection points so what's your next steps for building rapport obviously first of all get intimate with your audience consider all of that stuff i talked about where they are um, get underneath their skin Next, get clear on your intentions for the talk and the messaging. After that, you find your stories to convey those messages and look to share them in a way that gets across what's at stake, what's possible, why you care and who you are. It might sound like a lot, but you know the thing is the best speakers are different because they put the effort in they do this work but you know once you've done it once you've got a signature talk created this way you can adapt it and repurpose it and once you get in the rhythm of creating talks this way I promise you it becomes easier and you become so much more powerful as a speaker You won't waste that opportunity and you'll be the one that gets called back. You'll be the one that gets your audience into action to buy your product, service, book or whatever it is. You'll be the one that starts a movement. You'll be the one that gets their project green lighted, the change agreed to. If you take the time and make the effort and investment to do it properly. Right. Well, that's a wrap on rapport. See what I did there? Anyway, I hope you found that useful and it's given you some ideas, inspiration and food for thought. Uh, All that's left for me to say is, well, thank you so much for choosing to listen to me in the speaking club 
again, it means a lot to me. And if you do get value, please consider leaving an honest rating or review or both over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. It will take just a couple of minutes and also do it the old fashioned way. If you got a lot from this episode or you're a regular listener to the show, share it with other people. That'd be amazing. And of course, if you are looking for help to build rapport with your audience and you'd like to work with me, head over to saraharcher.co.uk and you'll be able to check out the different ways we can work together. The resources over there, there's some great free ones as well. Um, And if you're on LinkedIn or Instagram, do connect and say hi. I had a lovely message actually on Facebook last week. It was brilliant to hear from a listener and to hear what impact the podcast had had on their speaking and connection with their audience. So it it's brilliant if you do that. I'd love to hear from you. Okie doke. Well, that's it from me. I just want to say have a wonderful rest of your week. And of course, until next time, don't forget to go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Getting to practice your speaking in front of an audience is a crucial part of testing your message and developing your skills and experience as a speaker. Yet opportunities to do this in the right environment can be hard to find. Add in the chance to get expert feedback and coaching on your content structure and delivery and the opportunities are even fewer. But that's what you'll get as a member of the Speaking Club Live. There'll be hot speak slots and you'll get the chance to practice sharing your message, your storytelling, your humour and all the different aspects of speaking in front of me and other members. Then you'll get feedback and coaching from me and your peers so that you're moving forward on your speaking journey with accountability and support. If you'd like to find out more about how you can become a member of the Speaking Club Live so that you can build your confidence, improve your delivery and become a better speaker, then go to saraharcher.co.uk slash club now.